A few days later, a raw wind was driving across Bourneville Green as Greta left work. The sky was a heavy grey, the grass edged with the remains of the last soggy autumn leaves. She walked head down against the stinging wind, and as she passed the old day continuation school, she heard the bells of the Carillion in the tower across the green. When she reached the road, she was in another world, thinking about Pat and this Ian bloke she never seemed to hear the end of at the moment. When she suddenly realised a car was crawling alongside her by the curb. Greta! Edie was winding down the window of Anatoly's black Pontiac. You all right, love? Like a lift? You could come for tea if you've got the time. Greta hesitated, seeing the car was almost full, with Anatoly and Peter and also Janet and her girls, and Trevor would be expecting her home. But there was something in the way Edie called out to her, as if she was an equal. She felt a sudden longing. She wouldn't be late. They were only going for a cup of tea, and she liked the idea of being seen climbing into their big swish American car. Well, yes, thanks. That'd be nice, she said. Anatoly came round and ushered her into the back seat in his gentlemanly way, and she found herself next to little Naomi, who gazed solemnly at her. Hello, dear, Janet said warmly. How are you and Trevor getting on? Ah, all right, Greta said flatly. She saw Janet looking at her rather intently, but she didn't ask any more. No children yet? Greta could feel her thinking. Edie and Anatoly lived in a big house across the road from the university. It felt cosy inside on this dark winter day. A fire burning in the front room, where there were comfortable chairs. Anatoly's grand piano and violins, along with a comfortable scattering of sheet music. There were a large number of pictures on the walls, some of Edie's, a landscape over the mantelpiece on which there were family photographs, and some Russian icons in gold and other rich colours, and colourful Persian rugs covered the floorboards. Peter and the twins ran straight to the piano and started hammering out a proper racket on it. No, not now, loves, Edie protested. We'll go into the kitchen and find you something nice to eat, shall we? Do sit down, Greta. I shan't be long. Anatoly helped make the tea in his usual solicitor's fashion, carried in angel cakes and biscuits, and then said, If you'll excuse me, ladies, and disappeared off to his snug at the back of the house. At first, Greta thought she would fall into her usual role of playing with the children, almost as if she was still one of them, and she was down on the floor with the three of them, Peter and Ruth and Naomi, who were six now and had started school. But then Edie said, Here, you three. Play school's about to start. They can sit and watch that, Greta. Give you a break. The television was in the back room, and soon the three of them were settled in front of it, all trying to squeeze into one armchair and pushing biscuits erratically towards their mouths, eyes fixed raptly on the screen. Greta felt awkward then, unsure where to sit, but Edie beckoned her kindly, handing her a cup of tea. Come on, love. Come and sit with us. I should have brought some crumpets to toast if I thought. Never mind. It was all a bit spur of the moment, wasn't it? Janet said. She smiled encouragingly at Greta. It's lovely to see you, dear. We don't see very much of your mother these days. No, Greta said. I suppose not. She wasn't sure what to say. Ruby was so caught up with Herbert and Marlene and going to work that she scarcely had time for anything else and she knew her mum felt left out with Edie and Janet, 
now Edie had gone up in the world and was living in a big house. She seems all right, though, Edie said, sitting down balancing a plate with a cake on it on the arm of her chair. I think so, Greta said. She didn't see much of Mom either, even though they only lived round the corner, but that suited her very well. You look tired, Jan, Edie said. Ah, Janet's kindly face smiled wearily, just middle age creeping up on me. Is he having bad nights again? Yes, off and on. It's not too bad at the moment. Edie looked at Greta and explained gently. It's the war, you see. Martin and Anatoly, some of the things they had to see. It doesn't leave you. How's Anatoly, Janet?